was super loud to me <laughs> in my ears. Wow. What's going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band ladies to learn how to rock more and suck less. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. Here in Greensboro, North Carolina, I am Dan Ray. It's uh, it's another podcast day. Yet another day, another day in the salt in the in the content mines. Yep, just just churning out, <laughs> picking just the picking hot, podcasts off the walls. And, yeah, hot steamy content. Uh, how's your week gone, man? My week's been pretty decent, pretty decent. Um, major rain tonight, so if the internet cramps out on me here at my house, the podcast will end abruptly. We are thundering uh, outside my area as well. Um, on that note, I did want to send my, you know, our love and support to all the people in the Cedar Rapids area. Uh, we do have a pretty large network of listeners there, and they just got like this crazy storm blew through, like hundred mile per hour winds. Like that's not a thing that like happens that I'm aware of. Me neither. And, and, and it, it just like blew over the whole city, blew it over. Yeah. And uh, and what's really weird is you and I both were totally unaware of it until our boy Mike Schulte hit us up on Facebook and said. Man, everything's crazy here, and we're both like, "What? What? Yeah, is it?" But yeah, like the 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 pictures are like devastating. Seriously, it's it's like a hurricane blew through town, but they're in the middle of like yeah, like they're completely landlocked. Yeah, well, it is the- I mean, it did. It was a hundred mile an hour winds for six hours. It was a straight up hurricane. Yeah, it was crazy, ridiculous. So, um. I'm sure that if any sort of uh, support fund or anything pops up, um, we will be sure to share it and make sure that the, you know, our listeners get to, um, you know, send their their well wishes and support that way. So just wanted to throw that out there. Um, speaking of support and listeners and stuff, we had <laughs> we had quite a week, didn't we, Dan? Seriously, the numbers and, you know. Adam and I are both numbers junkies. We follow the stats of this podcast like like it's, you know, our next meal. Um, and, uh, yeah, this week was really something. So yeah, we've in the, in the past 13 days of this month, we have surpassed every other month this year in total numbers. So, and our theory is that it's a gig gap effect. I mean, mean, it it very well could be. I think it has to Um, be. It's a very interesting spread. It's not like a bunch of people like downloaded like our last episode. It's like a fair amount of people downloading all of them. Yeah. Yeah. So if you are a new listener, um, I want to welcome you uh, personally. Thank you very much for uh, for checking it out. Um, if you don't know where to start, I would start at like episode one or two. Mm-hmm. Um, the first 15 are very solid, very core centric um, things to our ethos and the kind of stuff that we really are about. And um, that is where you're going to kind of, that's the make or break deal. For so sure. like if, you, if you're looking at 115 some odd episodes, you're like, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> Start at one or two yep. and then see how far you make it. Yeah, if you we, make it to 15 or 20, I think you're in. We really did start with a mission. I mean, we started with a, a message we wanted to say. And I feel like by 15 or so, we had essentially laid out the bones of it. So that's, that's yeah. you just got to... Um, and um, you kind of have to plow through our production values, which were pretty darn amateurish at the time. <laughs> hey, uh, man, we're we're still having those, that's true. you know, hiccups and stuff <laughs> now. True. Like, I think I finally got a bunch of stuff figured out over here in the uh, the podcast dungeon. So, um, this is like a new camera, different mic setup. My whole signal path is different. So, hopefully, that sounds better. I know the last couple of weeks we've had this weird like. I sound like I'm far away in some oh, it was like of- It was like you were gated. It was like it was like there was a noise gate on you that was really aggressive and we couldn't, I don't know. It's much better today. Much better. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I, I sound 
better to myself Good. as well. So that's important. Um, any gigs? Well, uh, n- no, no. Couple, so a couple of things. I have a um, a gig, an acoustic gig with the duo, uh, Coldine Ray, at Odin Brewing here in town in Greensboro on Saturday, day after tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And um, starting just an hour ago, it began raining and is not forecasted to end raining for the next 14 days. Okay. Uh, including Saturday. And in fact, feels like a lot. It does. It, it's well, this is standard late summer, North Carolina. This is not unusual. Um, but the hourly forecast puts our gig hours right at the peak. There's like 90% chance of rain as of now, three days out from that. And so um, we will probably put, be pushing that back. Um, he has a covered back deck that we could play on, but that, you know, if, they're kind of trying to be an outside organization these days. And so yeah. if it's raining hard and there's not a lot of people, it's it's a weird thing to do. So we probably will push back and hope that it blasts through faster than the, uh, than the weatherman says. Now, um, I do have some plans about streaming something okay. a little different than I've been doing. So in terms of playing, I've been doing a lot of streaming. I've had a, a fairly regular standing Friday night thing for the last several weeks. And um, it struck me. That really, I'm just, I miss my band like crazy. I miss my band so much. It's been five months, maybe almost six months since I've seen them now. Because um, we didn't play right right up before lockdown. It was Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm in the exact same yeah, yeah, it's brutal. It's brutal. And so all I've done is acoustic. And I really am missing electric and that, you know, great scream of the electric guitar. And um, So I am going to try on my next live stream at least a small subset of playing to track. Okay. And so... I have worked out playing. So, you know, I, I, I play my tracks off of band helper. Um, yep. that's how I do it live. Uh, I mean, live in a room with people who are in the room with me. Yes. Um, I've worked out how to put, so, and I've got a karaoke version and gotten versions without guitar and vocals. Mm-hmm. So it's not just the horn or synth or whatever that I would normally fly in. It's everything but me. Um, and then I had to work out the timing of band helper on my Mac playing the audio through my device, through my interface, into my in-ears, back through the loop back into my DAW or OBS. Um, The fact is OBS has this ability to put millisecond delay on each individual Mm -hmm. audio track and on the video. And so I was able to dial in the the timing of all of that coming round trip to my ears and my guitar and mic all back in and hitting OBS at the same time. Wow. And it's very, I mean, it's to the millisecond. I, was, I spent a lot, I made a lot of videos of me like clapping, <laughs> watching myself clap and like dialing in exactly when the clap happens. Um, that sounds like fun. It was, it was fun actually. And I'm excited to try it. And I'm, I'm open to the feedback from my audience that it's a dumb idea. Um, but we'll just see. I don't know. Yeah. So that's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, we are still in the throes of coming out with a new version of the software that my company makes. Yeah. And I'm eagerly awaiting a beta because um, if it does what they're saying it's going to do, I, it's going to be a, a big deal. Um, and as far as like streaming stuff that I've figured out, I, th- th- here's what I, I, I got myself uh, a really inexpensive uh, camera capture card yeah. on Amazon it was like $17. They, th- that particular model is anywhere from like eight bucks to like 40 bucks, depending on the vendor. Um, but right now I'm using my GoPro Hero 3 Plus, which I don't ever use for anything ever, mm-hmm. um, as my camera source for that. Uh, if I buy a second one, I can then also use my Canon T2i and then have like two shots. I could do like a multi-shot um, 
which would be pretty, pretty cool. But <laughs> because I had never used the uh, GoPro as like a, a camera other than like in its little case, mm-hmm. I'm using two Sega Game Gear cartridges to prop the camera up <laughs> in my, in my camera mount. It's high tech. And I do, I have, I have, because of friends who know that I'm like an eighties nut, that I have two Sega Game Gears uh, in my basement and uh, along with a Game Boy. That's excellent. That's excellent. Yeah, you got to figure these things out. Go inside baseball. Yep. I will tell you, I have had, I have um, my streaming setup has this Logitech webcam that those of you mm-hmm. watching this on the stream are looking at me through, and then the webcam of my MacBook, which is yep. over there looking at me. And so I have a two two screen setup here, and so I've set it up to rotate between them when I set it, when I trigger it to do that, and I have noticed that um, viewer retention is significantly stronger when there's that kind of camera activity happening. Yeah, and I don't production I don't, value. Yeah, production values or just interest or I don't know, something. I, I'm I'm no more interesting. <laughs> Some, just how I'm being shown is different yeah. and it just it becomes stickier. It's really interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think we're just we're we're learning so much about the whole like interaction deal with okay. you know, with people out there and I need to get back into streaming. I haven't done one in a little bit. Um there's mm-hmm quite honestly been more important things to handle. Yeah. Um, we go back to school on, on Monday and that is a whole ball of wax. We're still trying to figure out the logistics of. So, um, in person, yeah. uh, yes, we were going with a private school that is being very, very strict and very, very expensive about everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I don't think I, as a full-time employee of my company can teach my five-year-old kindergartner to read for sure. I think I need to let yeah. the professionals do that. Yeah, that is that is a job for pros. We should probably pay them like pros too. Just that's my pitch for the night. Um, yes, we're going back on Monday too to the um, North Carolina Virtual Academy. Okay. Um, um, which we didn't know anything about how Mondays, you know, log into something, I guess. But we had no instructions until today, the Thursday before the Monday when class is supposed to start. Um, and what we heard from our teacher friends in the, in the district is that they had not yet gotten their assignments as teachers into that yet. Yep. Um, there are similar things happening down here. I mean, it's not like we haven't had months to think this through. I, I don't, no. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I have, let's faith. talk about other things. Yeah. Well, shall we? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do, let's, let's do that. Well, let me just one last thing about that. I have not yes. so much faith in the organization of education. I have a ton of faith in individual educators. So I, I think when there's a teacher involved with a class, things are going to work. But uh, 100%. until then, it doesn't seem to be very well. So. I agree. So we did a thing other than a podcast episode this uh, past week. Ooh, what? Well, we did a little demo of a little thing. Oh, you and I did a thing. We did. Yes, we did. It was on the YouTubes. The YouTubes. And for those of you who haven't checked it out, you definitely should. Um, we, we, what, we posted it on Monday. Um, we're already over a hundred views. People are actually, you know, are looking at it and sharing it and checking it out. And, um, there's also, if you haven't watched it, I think you definitely should, because I think there's some really interesting stuff there. Um, but if you did watch it or if you haven't watched it yet, go watch it. And then there is a survey that you can fill out, um, after you watch it to kind of, we just kind of need to figure out what's going on with it, you know? Um, is it just a fun idea that, you know, Dan and I can fiddle around with, or is this something that like you guys think is valuable, something you, you would want to use? Um, Dan actually hit me up today about a couple of things that we're, we're, we've already added to the, to the system. So, um, just kind of interesting stuff. Yep. So, so we've, we've got 
we've got all kinds of different <laughs> categories of things. So we can talk about <laughs> speechiness and valence right. and danceability. Right. But now we have banger status. That's right. Fist pumper. Fist pumper. Dance floor uh, filler. Dance floor filler. What, uh, there was another one, wasn't there? Oh, uh, uh, banger. Did you say banger? Yeah, we did. Um, yeah, it was the first one. Uh, sing along. Sing along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're, what we're slowly trying to do is kind of build up a feature set that um, is appealing and, you know, maybe spin it out as a separate product. No, we have no idea. Yep. For anyone maybe who wasn't on thing. the episode last week or hear about this or, or see the video, um, I have built a thing that analyzes chart data to try to help um, automate or at least steer some decisions in set list making. And so uh, it has a name. I bought it a domain name today. Yeah. Setlister.ai. Say it again. Setlister.ai. Nice. Yeah. Because it actually has some AI components in it. There's a part of yeah. the, the tagging part with uh, Adam was just talking about some of the tag names that we came up with um, is going to drive at present a naive Bayesian algorithm that does um, prediction of, ca- of classifications. And so you can give it some examples of what you consider to be a banger, quote unquote, and then it can dip into the archive of songs going back to 1958 to find you things that uh, bang bang but bang yeah bang yeah things that bang we should check to see if she bangs shows up under banger yeah that would be something yeah um and then you know as we're kind of slowly figuring out what this looks like you should definitely check out the demo if this is something that you're interested in hit us up uh fill out the survey but i think we are also um considering opening up um some of our user base as a very small very kind of like primitive uh beta yeah network yeah because part of the thing is all of those all of those machine learning things need people to teach it stuff and so we'll need some people to come teach it some stuff so if that's something you're remotely interested in um hit us up at coverbandconfidential at gmail.com um that would be super cool uh and then you know if we do end up spinning this up we do have some stuff that like we're gonna have to put some money out for so um we do have a paypal account we have a patreon account um and we'll probably need to rethink the whole patreon support tiers we've we probably need to that that deserves another look i guess and now we can add some stuff some value to that yeah. so just some stuff to think about and we got merch too mm-hmm. if you i think a couple of the shirts have finally landed with those people so very cool anyway anyway uh were there any other housekeeping things we wanted to talk about I reserve the right to come back to it, but for now, no. Fantastic. So I am going to go to a fan email. This comes from Tim Beecher. Uh, He sent us a message uh, earlier. It was yesterday. He goes, good evening, guys. So he he knows that this is when we do this. Let me start out by saying I found your podcast about two months ago, and I love it. I like the chemistry between you two and the fact that you guys actually cover good topics that are relevant to me and my band as with, I'm sure, lots of other cover bands out there. So, I'll take that. Nice work. I'm trying to catch up. I'm in the, I'm a 90s, I'm in a 90s-centric three-piece cover band called Unoriginal Gravity. Uh, Follow them on Instagram at UGTheBand. And we play a lot of breweries, wineries, festivals in the Finger Lakes area of New York. We've been around about four years uh, he's good friends with Sammy Swanson of the Handsome Young Ladies. So if anybody hasn't checked that out, we interviewed him very, very early on. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he encouraged me to get into s- singing about six years ago. We have a regular set of venues we play multiple times a year, trying to expand our influence. I know thanks to you, my band is in need of some fresh social media updates, new videos, some new merch, and some branding work. 
I'm the guitarist slash singer slash harmonica player and love what I do. However, my big question to you guys is, mm. Here it is. Spence is killing me. Big questions. Where do you find accurate tabs, chord charts when you choose a song? I go to Ultimate Guitar or other internet resources, but they're hardly ever 100%. And sometimes they are straight up terrible. That makes it hard for me to learn to tune on my own. It's such a simple thing, but straight up, I don't know what my options are. Is it worth it to sign up for a paid subscription service? If so, which one? Uh, before I started doing things more by ear, I would learn a song based on the highest rated tab on Ultimate Guitar, then hit a rehearsal, confident in my new ability, only to find out it was just wrong enough to be useless and detrimental. Thanks for any help you can provide. Rock on. Best regards, Tim Beecher from New York. Thanks, Tim Beecher from New York. Yeah, 100%. And the Finger Lakes. Fing from the Finger Lakes. I keep thinking of that. Uh, what's that? The SNL bit with where they redo the Lawrence Welk show. And the girl's got the tiny hands. Oh, <laughs> I can think of the episode of the, um, the office where people are interviewing for the boss job. And, um, uh, what's his name? The bendy guy, the, um, comedian, the, um, guy with the face, uh, Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey. Yeah. Comes in to interview for the job and he's like, Oh, I'm supposed to be in the finger lakes right now. My family's up there. We're on vacation. I'm just <laughs> snuck down here to have a job. Have you ever been to the finger lakes? He's Canadian. So he's, he's got that, he knows that accent down pat. So, I guess we could talk about a couple of specific things, but I think the best place to start is how, Dan, how do you learn songs? Um, well, bad news. For the most part, I learn them from Ultimate Guitar. And so, yeah, it is true that a lot of them are hot trash on Ultimate Guitar. Um, <laughs> um, if you want precision, if you want accuracy, but the best I have ever found is a songbook, a printed written songbook often dedicated to a particular artist and you go to the music or store album or, yeah. yeah you find them on a rack at the music store and somebody's actually sat down and really written them out and a lot of times those are very very accurate um i'm not going to spend that kind of money or time or not unless you're doing like a full-on tribute and like wanted to and get then you it, might like, then you might yeah. um here's the beauty of hot garbage lead sheets from ultimate guitar it's really great ear training. Yeah. Because um, you got to know that what you're getting there is questionable and you have to sit down with the original. You have to, you have to, you cannot, you know, as you know, <laughs> I've certainly experienced it too, where you think you have it because the cheat chart that you got says this, but man, they transposed it and didn't tell you, or they dropped out some of the colorful chords or, you know, it's like the cheap version with cowboy chords rather than the interesting things or yep. whatever. Um, First of all, hearing that difference is an important piece of growth as a musician. Yes. Um, and, you know, I think if you can think of that as an opportunity rather than a liability, that's, you know, that's probably your best bet. So, you know, if you factor in time and money, yep. in my mind, that's certainly your best bet. How about you? What do you do? So I've got a couple of things that I, I typically dig into. Um, first of all, uh, I've had this for a couple of years, so I don't know if it's the case or not, but in... I, I pay for the annual ultimate guitar membership yep. that lets you use like their, their app and, and pull stuff up on the fly and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I find that for lots of songs that are very, very popular, they have what they call official like tabs and right. charts. Yes. That are done by them professionally. Yes. Yeah, those and are, those um, are pretty good. I have found those, I found those to be very useful. Mm -hmm. um, they're kind of pieced out. So like there's, if there's two guitar parts, there's two guitar parts there. Um, I, you know, that, that's definitely, 
it's the closest thing to the thing you're already doing. Yep. And like that membership isn't, I, I think it terribly expensive. And, um, you know, if you do any sort of work that gives you tips, you could easily pay for it in like a single gig. Sure. Um, so I'm a fan of that. I actually um, bought a lifetime membership on that sometime mm. back. Um, they were running a deal and I just bought it and it got rid of all the ads and all the things people complain about, about it. And so worth it. Sweet. Um, so there's that, uh, another one that I, uh, use a lot is uh, karaoke version. So if you go and you buy a track with the the custom backing tracks that you can get at karaoke version, you can mix them however you want to. So, um, and this is something that I've talked about with our musicians trying to kind of figure out uh, best ways to help them prep. Um, What I have done is I have uh, a Google Drive that has learn files for all of the positions in the band. So what I do is, is I'll go in and I'll mix a version that has everything turned down to like 10%, but the bass is turned all the way up. And then I bounce that and call that, you know, Jesse's girl bass learn. And then I'll do the same thing for guitar. And if there are guitar parts, maybe I'll pan them hard left, hard right. So you can kind of hear them, you know, kind of be able to pick them out. Um, and again, that's, you're using ear training, but you're using ear training kind of like on steroids because you're, they're taking, you don't have to be quite, quite as critical because we're getting rid of all the extra noise. Um, so I do that a lot depending on, um, you know, the dynamic, like if it's, if it's for, for members only, I definitely do that because I want to make sure that what I'm playing is me staying in my own lane and not stepping on the other guitar player's toes. Um, beyond that, I use YouTube a lot Mm. because, um, at least for the line of music that I'm in, there are lots of guitar tutorials for those particular songs. Um, and a lot of those online, a lot of those YouTube teachers, um, show you very authentic positions and voicings, and they yep. pretty much do it was as it was recorded. A lot of them. So if you're if you're into '80s guitar at all, you need to check out Ben Eller. He goes he he refers to himself as Uncle Ben, um, but like he he will dig into a song, like dig into it. Cool. I watched him do a thirty some odd minute tribute to um, pedal riffs in '80s hair metal songs. Nice. So like, like slice the pie, slice it, slice, 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 like, like as razor thin. Mm-hmm. That was, that was, you know, the, the, the angle that he went for. Um, and I don't know if Ben listens, if he does, um, or if you are in the Knoxville, Tennessee area, he has an eighties band, uh, absolutely titled skank banger. Nice. So if, if you're ever in that area and we ever see shows again, check out Ben and skank banger, um, out in the clubs. Very nice. Skank so, yeah. banger. Um, that's, that's pretty much it. Otherwise I'm just listening to the song and like picking it out myself. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, the temptation with all of these resources out there in the world is to be lazy and just download it. And, you know, I, I think I, I can probably do that one time in five maybe, but the rest I have to doctor a little bit. I have to fix, um, you know, I can hear that they didn't. They're not writing that, that sus two that's really in there or you know, something. Um, that's the most common thing I hear is simplification of chords that, you know, just take away from the quality of the thing. Um, sometimes it's just dead wrong. Sometimes it's, you know, you find, find things in there that are upvoted up high with like wrong chords, just wrong. Yeah. But I mean, the community is so large, like it's very easy for that to kind of be the case. You know, I, I feel, I feel like a lot of these are like 
kids in their bedrooms listening to the songs really loud <laughs> and like just playing along with it, be like, this is it. Yeah. I can't this hear myself over it. the album, but I, I'm probably, I'm probably close. Yeah. I, I built a, a chart and put it up there. Did I tell you that? Yes. I think you did. I did. I did. It was just a gigolo. It was a big. And um, I was pretty thorough about it. And it keeps getting five-star votes. So there you go. Good. And that's a great, that's another great thing. If you've got some spare time and you want to contribute to that community, because it is community driven, um, make your own. Totally. Um, Oh, and on the, on another note, there's another one that I've, I've used. I don't use them quite as much anymore because I feel like they've kind of fallen out of favor, but guitar pro Mm -hmm. files where you download like tux guitar guitar pro and like it's the same kind of idea as the official ones where they break them out into individual spots and um i still have a cache of them somewhere on like my icloud drive that i could fire up if i really wanted to dig into something like if i really wanted to learn holy war by megadeth i know that's definitely sure 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 why wouldn't you um but you know the the and i say lazy we're all lazy laziness is a virtue on a certain level well, i don't want to you know you can call it laziness you can call it you know a a um a quest for efficiency totally yeah. Cause like that's, that's what it is. It's the maximizing the efficiency of my time versus the time that I have available. Right. So right. you can call it lazy. You can call it, you know, yeah. half assery. Like that's basically what <laughs> I, it is. I wouldn't, but, but the point is that, you know, um, you wouldn't call it half assery. I wouldn't No. Yeah. Um, the, we, we use it all the time in our house. Sure. No, We've sure. We've got a 10 year old. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. Yeah. I have to call him on that. <laughs> um, the point is that room. it's, that's, it's, that's um, you know, as a musician, you grow when you, you grow when you learn songs. When I, when I was first taking guitar lessons, um, my teacher had a bunch of lead sheets in a folder and he'd bring out copies. And that's how I learned, um, more than a feeling and, um, God, just a mm-hmm. bunch of, uh, uh, wrapped around your finger came off of paper that he handed me back in, uh, 1980. I won't say what, but, um, We'd also come in, I'd come in with songs I wanted to learn and we would sit down and pick them out together and like learning how to hear those chords and learning how to follow the bass and when the bass is doing some figure and when it's actually stating the chord. That's all really important to learn. So, um, you know, I would, I would, I would dedicate a little time to that. I think it's important. Yeah. I mean, when I was teaching, that was one thing that I did is, um, if you wanted to learn a song the my my kind of like process went like this i you had to learn all of your major uh, chords and all your minor chords so a b c d f g major and minor and then we would start learning songs and what you do at least for, you know for for younger players who are just kind of getting a feel for it you have to keep it interesting you want to you want to kind of propel them to continue to pick the instrument up yep. and what happens is that you get these opportunities when you're teaching these so- teaching songs to these kids that um you sneak the theory in like Oh, do you want to know why this sounds cool? Yeah. Well, it's because of this, this, and this. Right. And that's that's always been that was that was how I always taught it. It was yeah. you know, it, it felt effective. Yeah. Well, or boy, look at what that chord's doing right there. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Well, what? Isn't it cool how it makes you like how it kind of tenses up and then it you know, then then it resolves itself. You know, what is that all about? Yeah. Like what does a seven do yeah. in a chord? You know? Yeah. Oh, look, we're following the circle of fifths with this thing. Look at that. Ooh. Ah. We never No, we oh, never did that. We got that far. Talked about the cage sequence. That was always fun. Cage is good. Yep. yep. We never really got, we don't do a whole lot of theory talk around here, but it's, um, yeah. I mean, in the worship world, you kind of have to figure out ways to play very simple songs differently because there's always two guitar players. Mm. You're like, well, I've got to play it some other way. Right. So I'll, I'll just do these 
D and F forms up higher up on the thing. Sure. And, you know, yeah, knowing those voicings them. is really, really cool. Especially when you can stay in the same position and change voicings in one spot. That's just a great trick. It's a great trick. Absolutely. Well, I mean, man, that got way nerdier than I was expecting. I know. <laughs> so yeah, I hope that, you know, I think that covers the most of it. I can't think of any other ways I've done, other than just asking people, hey, how'd you do that? Right. How do you do that? Um, speaking of that particular uh, process. Um, I don't know about you, but I, I like Van Halen a fair amount, but I think my favorite Van Halen song besides like hot for teacher is drop dead legs. Love it. Um, and that song is like very controversial because like the process, how he plays that riff. It's a, it's a really, it's one of the coolest riffs yeah. of all time. In so, my so much groove to it. So like in the pocket. Yeah. And so the, but the way that it's played, there's, a lot of people think that he's using uh, the Floyd a lot, but it turns out that like he doesn't use it at all. And so like that's another one of those things where like people think they're doing he's doing it one way and he's doing it some way else. So all of the instructions are wrong. But Ben Eller again, I was watching one of his and he's like, here's how you play dropped up legs. And I was like, ah, that makes way more sense. Mm. And just to kind of like hit home when um you know, there was that period of time where like Van Halen was playing a lot on TV yeah. and Drop Dead Legs was one of the songs that they played. And when Van Halen played it live and he was playing a hardtail. So there was no, well, like go. it wasn't even, there was no Floyd to be used. You so, there you know, you really sealed the deal. One of my, one of my track songs um, for my next stream is um, Wicked Game, Chris Isaac. Okay. And I don't, yeah, I don't have a guitar that has a, has a trump. So I have to approximate it with bends. Yeah. yeah. I've got, the PRS has one and the Steinberger has one, but I don't ever use them. I don't much. Yeah, it's it's useful for certain things, and I always wanted to get a guitar with a Bigsby, but I have no functional use for one. Yeah, other than it looks they super look really cool. badass. They really do. Super cool. Yeah. There was um there was a limited edition uh, Fender custom shop deal where they took the appointments, you know, because Fender bought Gretsch a, a number of years back, and they made a fully hollow body Telecaster like a white Falcon. They called it a white chicken. Wow. And there's literally like maybe 10 of them mm. in the world. Um, I did find somebody on AliExpress that's making them. And I was like, I was tempted just to have one, yeah. but like it probably played like hot garbage. So, so yeah, um, that's, you know, that's that kind of wrapped up. I do have a couple of things that I forgot to talk about. Let's do it. Bring up. Yeah. Um, so had a couple of inquiries about playing shows come up all of a sudden. Right. Um, one of them was, well, one of them I will bring up next week. By the way, hmm. next week we are doing another interview with a guy named Finn McKenty, who uh, has worked with bands like Periphery and um, a lot of really big hitters. Um, he has a really cool YouTube channel if you're into punk or hardcore music or metal called the Punk Rock NBA. But he's a really fascinating, great social media strategist guy. And... Um, just I've been following his stuff for years and uh, I feel like some of the stuff that he's been implementing has started to pay off and that kind of ties into that story. So we're going to talk to Finn next week and I'm super stoked on that. So uh, be on the lookout for that. The other one that came in was um, I was approached by a band to do some sub work. The ones that actually the same one that happened that we were talking about earlier on uh, in this situation um, with those two uh, September dates that ended up falling through. Um, they hit me up again for another date and, um, the, the situation was, 
Um, it's a one-off show, a four-hour set with a break um, in Avalon, New Jersey. Mm. And um, it was it was going to be a Saturday night, but I was like, it was basically, it's, it was a full weekend with travel on Friday and Saturday, or Friday and Sunday, um, with like covering hotels and, and that whole thing. And that was fine. But the, the pay plus the situation versus all the travel, like just didn't, just couldn't do it. Yeah. Couldn't justify it. Yeah. Um, now, if I were a younger man and, you know, had like really wanted to get out there, it might've been tempting, but like just looking at it objectively, just the juice wasn't worth the squeeze in this particular case. It wasn't um, private school money. So it was not, um, that, that one gig wouldn't even cover a single week of, <laughs> of that. There you go. Hey, listen, um, while we were chatting here, Steve, which was in the, in the, in the comments saying, what's hey, up fellas. What up, Steve, Mr. Steve, hope the arm's feeling better. Yes, sir. But if you don't listen to the, uh, cover band central, uh, podcast, you definitely should. They're, I mean, they're hitting just about the same kind of numbers we are as far as episodes go. They're over 100, aren't they? Yes. To think that somebody would listen to this and not be aware of the Cover Band Confidential Podcast or uh, Cover Band Central Podcast is uh, hilarious, <laughs> but um, it could Either be. way. It could be. Thanks for, thanks for tuning in, Steve. Yeah. Appreciate you. Um, so, yeah, there was that. And um, then the we've got some stuff potentially coming up in October, uh, drive th- drive-in stuff. Mm, good. And... Uh, had an inquiry come in yesterday about that. And we're trying to figure out the details. I, you know, other than I, I, I literally gave them a price and that's the last that we talked about. That's, so that's an important step. Yep. And, um, it could be something kind of big. So I'm um, fingers crossed that it works because it, it may be one of the only two or three shows we do this year. Right. So, right. and it would be in the, on the level that like we want to do and that we're comfortable doing. So, right. Very excited about it. Right. I have not yet got a chance to play around with my radio transmitter. Um, I know I've, a couple of people have reached out and said, hey, did that thing work? And I don't know yet. Um, no clue. Because it's sitting over there. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, I'll start procrastinating about it later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I, it's like I came down here and updated all the um, all my helic, all my helices to 292. And I think I played around on it for maybe like three minutes. They're both plugged in, like they're literally like ready, rip roar, ready to go, and I just nothing. I went to two nine one, but I haven't done two nine two yet, and it came out a mo- uh, months ago, and I just it's yep. been um, you know, COVID detention. I can't sit for that long. I, I updated to two nine, and then I tried to update to two nine one, and it crashed my he- my Helix LT, and I freaked out, uh-huh. kind of like locked up, and I was like, I'll just leave this be for now, <laughs> um, and then updated it just recently. Yeah, well, I'm going to need it for my um, Wi-Fi stream with electric, so I'll have to I'll have to get that update done. There you go. Yeah. Very cool. Steve says we should do a mashup like we did with the gig gap. We should It'd be fun. Yeah, for sure. We, um, yeah, I mean, this is, <laughs> we're all kind of like looking around going, uh, I mean, what, what are we doing? How are you doing? It's getting a little you, barren I, down here in the content mines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we may have gotten, gotten to the, uh, gotten to the bottom here, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm looking at some some YouTube stuff, trying to find some fun ways to kind of engage. I got some fun ideas that I'm trying to work out. Yeah, I've got this weird idea that have I have nothing to do with, like because it, it there's no relevant channel to do it. But like, I thought ASMR for Vikings was a funny idea. <laughs> so it's like a guy in like a like a fur coat, but like whispering, whispering about Vikings. You have value. You can pillage better than anybody. 
like scratch the mic. Plating of your beard is the most beardy. No one's beard is as bloody as yours. <laughs> Biggest axe of all. <laughs> I don't know. It was just a funny I idea. I really don't know, but it's a fun idea. Yeah. Anyway. Well, guys, I don't know about y'all, but uh, I think we nailed it. I think so too. Feel pretty good about it. Yeah. This is way better than last Thursday uh, where I, I took a, like a Z-Quill the night before and like it hadn't worn off the next day. <laughs> and I lived like my entire day on hard mode nice. or like nothing, like my brain just didn't work. Yeah. So yeah, this feels much better. better. So guys, thanks again for tuning in. Um, do all the things that we suggested earlier on uh, to support us. Uh, let us know if you're interested in that whole beta situation, coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. Uh, be sure to tune in next week for our interview with Finn McKenty. Um, and if you haven't checked out any of his stuff, you should definitely check out the Punk Rock MBA on YouTube or his uh, his personal channel if you're into uh, social media strategy or entrepreneurial stuff. Um, he, he released a video today on hashtags that if i hadn't already done the thing that he had suggested i do i would have done it immediately but i already had there you go so thanks again guys uh we'll go ahead and call it for this week from atlanta georgia i'm adam johnson from greensboro north carolina dan ray you've been listening to the cover band confidential podcast episode 115 have a great week Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. If you want to help us, be sure to share us with your friends, follow us on social media, and if you haven't already, please leave a review for us on the podcast platform of your choice. Facebook.com slash CoverBandConfidential, Instagram at CoverBandConfidential, and Twitter at CoverBandConfid. If you have any questions, please email us at CoverBandConfidential at gmail.com, and consider supporting us on Patreon, Patreon.com slash CoverBandConfidential. And for more info, check out www.CoverBandConfidential.com.